Okay, that's what's up, guys. How y'all doing this morning? I'm glad that you guys are available for just a time of just talking and just being together. Um, I am trying to make sure that as we move into this time, uh, that we get a chance to get to see each other and know each other a little bit better. But before we get started, Number one, I'm going to allow my wife to get us started on a, just, just saying hello to everybody. It's just a quick welcome. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the service today. Is that the, uh, is that the superintendent? Yes. Is that the, that's, that's Dr. Matthews? Yes, that's Dr. Good Matthews. Good morning, Dr. Matthews. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Great, great to his holy name. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's so good to see you guys this morning. I see you, Christian, Juanita, DJ, Alex. Who else is on here? Okay. Kathy. Uh, Emerald, my Emmy. Hey, our cousin Jeannie is on. All right. Who else is on here? Khalil. Khalil, I see Khalil. Khalil. Miss Newton. Miss Newton. Latoya. Latoya. Robin. Robin. She's repeating me. Oh yeah, and my <laughs> and my sister Wendy is on. All right, welcome everyone. Kathy, yeah, I see yeah, Kathy. I see Kathy. And Duran, I see you, Duran. Oh there. wait, not our cousin Duran. Yep. Duran Trunks. Louisiana in the house. All right, hey. Or DC in the house. DC in the house. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> I see you too, T.R.E. All right. That's what's up. So uh, as we start today, as we do our welcome, as we uh, do that, one thing we want to do is make sure that um, we have an opportunity to uh, just lean into what we're going to do for this. I'm looking a little, I'm looking a little extra chocolate. There we go. <laughs> um, we are um, going to be reading a verse of scripture today just out of uh, Exodus, the uh, fourth chapter, and we're going to uh, read from the first to the fifth verse. If you like to, get your devices, get your Bibles, get your iPads, whatever that is, and this is actually what we're going to wind up preaching from later on today, but I want to read it earlier in this part is the time that we're gathering. Uh, and then just get ready because there's going to be a question asked to you a little later on uh, about where you are and Denise will go from there. But I'm reading from Exodus, the fourth chapter from the fifth, uh, first through the fifth verse. Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it up by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This said the Lord, if so, that they may believe that the Lord the God of their fathers 
the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. That's what God is saying to our church today. So right now we're going to uh, go into a little bit of uh, a prayer time, and then we'll go right into a song. But I just want to say thank you all for being a part of us today. And as we just begin to uh, let's get our heads right, I would ask you to do this. I know this is not yoga, is not something else, but one thing I know about our own bodies is that um, we need to breathe better. And in breathing better, we could sense God's presence because in breathing, it says that the breath of God, the pneuma of God is in our lungs. So we could breathe in all of what God wants for us and breathe out all that God is trying to say, no, you need to let go of. So let's take just a moment to breathe in and breathe out. Come on, let's do that one more time. Breathe in and breathe out. So Father, today we pray right in Jesus' name. We pray for all those that are experiencing hurt, pain today. We recognize that this is the day that the Lord has made and we are gonna rejoice and we're gonna be glad in it. But God, I know in this time that we are in, particularly with black and brown folks, God, some are experiencing death in their families. Some are experiencing real hard stuff. And I ask that you would be with us today. Be with us as we listen to your spirit. We lean into your, your, um, your presence. You said where two or three are gathered in your name, there you would be in the midst. more than two or three. And so we do qualify for your presence. We ask that you would be with the homeless today, be with those who can't necessarily uh, um, uh, find their way into a safe space. We ask that you will be present with us uh, and present with others as they begin to uh, just deal with all the pressures of life Father, we know that some people have lost jobs, are, are losing jobs and losing homes and losing apartments. And Father, I ask that your presence would be there and that you would be with them. And Father, I know I'm going to ask something crazy, but Father, I even ask you to be present with those who don't get it, who don't understand it, and putting themselves in harm's way right now. Um, yeah that they might even be taking the virus home to their children or, or to, their, uh, to their parents or to their uh, grandparents. God, I pray that you would be with them. I, I know you bless us in spite of us sometimes. So God, I don't want you, I don't want you to, uh, uh, just like how sometimes I feel about seeking vengeance, God, 
please have mercy on us. God have mercy. God, I thank you for today. And I give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. We all said amen, amen. Amen. All right. So this is what we're going to do. Before we move on to the next thing, I'm going to have a song that we're, uh, we're going to play. And I know there's a lot of uh, uh, things that will be happening um, because of this song. But I want to say this real quick. How many people have been in a church service or in a gathering where they faced each other? Most of how we do church is very, I'll say European, very white oriented. And it's set in rows and it's for uh, people to be a sage on the stage. And I don't want us to be that sage on the stage. It's beautiful that we can look in each other's faces this morning. I see you and we could say, I see you today. And some folks who don't want to be saying, I get it. Uh, because maybe you, you still got some of that crust in your eye, or maybe it's you still eating right now, or whatever it may be. I see you out there, Alex. You got, you're getting it out. But it's beautiful to see one another. And number one, it's blessed to be seen by one another. So we're going to try this out real quick. Well, there it is. Um, for a lot of us, uh, what we have to do is lean into that that new place. And so thank you uh, for just listening to that piece. I hope you heard it uh, with your spirit, like you really heard what God was saying. See, last week, I kind of shared about um, identity crisis. And I don't know about you, but um, I talked a little bit last week about uh, when your identity is stolen uh, and somebody's using your credit card or somebody's using your stuff, um, it's really someone who has unauthorized access to your personal information. Uh, the thief that I was talking about comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I was talking about John 10.10. That the enemy is a strategic thief and that the enemy knows we live out constantly the way we see ourselves. I can't live right if I don't see myself right. I can't live right. So here's something that I like to throw at you and have you listen to. As we were looking at um, uh, the scriptures uh, about Moses, I think it's really interesting that um, Moses is probably one of those names that we always can look at. Matter of fact, the book of Exodus is one of those books where you can say, man, I like the book of Exodus because number one, uh, Exodus says something. It means that it's a book of exits. It's a book of leaving. The story of Moses is about exiting out of things that he's been into. First thing I'd like to say is that we can lean in a little differently. But leaning in differently means we also need to know first that I got something. And the only way you know you have something is to know that you're called. Um, 
I know this is kind of weird, but the word vocation comes to mind because the word vocation really means something different than how we use it today. Uh, some people will say, what's your vocation? And in other words, what is it that you do? Well, some people might say, I'm a teacher, I'm a doctor, I'm a preacher, I'm a executive director, whatever those words are, I am that. But vocation really is from a Latin word that means voice or to hear the word, the word call. What are you called to? I've been called. Now, all of us have different calls. Now, true enough, uh, I believe in the priesthood of all believers that we're all called uh, in a sense to uh, follow what God is uh, sharing with us to be and do. But I think uh, if we're not sidetracked with some interesting things, meaning it could be sidetracked because we identify with our, with our call in a weird way. Like, I am this, I am uh, a teacher, I am this. And, and it can mess you up because sometimes identity is connected to a people, to a place. And I'll be honest with you, your identity could be connected to your past. Now, I know that sounds real interesting and hurtful and maybe, maybe even different, but we have to be careful that our identity is not necessarily connected to our past. Here in this verse of scripture that I, uh, that I read earlier today, it says that Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to me? It says, then the Lord said to him, what is in your hand? And he replies, a staff. I want to say to you real quick that it's interesting to know that this story is really about Moses coming up with excuses about why he didn't want to do what he wanted to do. Let me, number one, he had an excuse for who am I? He had number two excuse, who are you, God? And number three, what if they don't listen? That's what we're listening to right now in chapter four. And I've never been a good speaker is the next thing he leans into. And I know you can't find, so I believe you can find somebody else. I think those things wind up happening in all of Moses's life. And you'd be, you'd be interested to know that it shows up in different places in our life. I don't know about you, but I've said some of those same excuses. This is what's happening in my life. But I want to tell you, this book of Exodus is really interesting that God is saying, I want to provide a way, an exit out of what you're claiming your identity to be, your vocation to be. That God is providing a way out of your hurt, out of your pain, out of your depression, out of your fears, out of your mess ups, out of your bad decisions, out of your failures, your divorce, your anxieties, your resentments, the denials, the anger, the frustration. I want to tell you that God is providing an exit, but he's going to ask you, what's in your hand? See, the thing is that for many of us, we've been holding on to our staff. We've been holding on to all 
the things that I'm talking about. We've been hanging on to our anger. We've been hanging on to our fears. We've been hanging on to our rejection. We've been hanging on to our shame. And I might even say in some places, I've even hung on to my unforgiveness. See, I've been holding on to a staff and I've been picking it up every day. I can imagine Moses says, why would God ask me what's in my hand? Clearly, you see what's in my hand. But apparently, God is saying something a little deeper. It's just real interesting. God says sometimes rhetorical things, and he wants you to answer, but he knows what the answer is. See, the thing is, I have to admit that for years and years, I could say I'm something but what I've been picking up every day is something else. See, we can get comfortable with the staff we've been picking up. We can get comfortable with the pain, and we can get even comfortable with the discomfort of her pain. And matter of fact, it becomes familiar to us. See, Moses really said, this is what's in my hand. This is my livelihood. This is my income. This is my security. This is my purpose. This is my life. And I pick it up every day. I put it to the side and I pick it up every day. But God wants to do something interesting. Yes, you got something, but God wants to transform that something. He wants to transform your call. See, you thought you were called to something, but I want to tell you what you've been picking up every day might be the thing that you've been wrestling with and why things haven't worked out exactly like you planned. Because you've been picking up something so familiar for a long time. Mm. Listen to what it says right here. It's real interesting because it says, it, once the God says, what's that in your hand? And he said, replies to staff, he literally says in verse 3, the Lord says, throw it down. What's in your hand, throw it down. What happens when he threw it down is it turned into a snake. And matter of fact, it says this, when he threw it down on the ground, it became a snake and he ran from it. I want to be honest with you. The stuff that I've been through in my life, the stuff that I've been holding on to, once I throw it down, once I take a real good look at it, it's the thing that might be trying to hold me back and has been trying to bite me all my life. It is the thing that's been trying to hurt me for a long time. See, the thing is, if you really look at what you've been holding on to, it's scary, it's dangerous, and it's difficult to look at. You've been holding on, maybe, to something that God has been telling you to throw down. It's interesting that all the stuff that we lean on, the staff, becomes so familiar and we get comfortable. We get comfortable with the pain. And matter of fact, it becomes a crutch. Ooh, the staff now becomes the crutch that now I lean on. I lean on my history. I lean on what my dad didn't do or what my mom didn't do or what the church said to me or what somebody said to me. I, 
begin to make that my crutch. And if I look at it, it's full of rejection, it's full of fear, it's full of anger, it's full of shame. And I want to say, yeah, me too, y'all. This is not a message or a thing that I want to share to say, look at you, look at you. But I'm saying, let's look at ourselves. God says to do this, throw it down. But what else does he say in the middle of throwing it down? He says, now, now that you've picked, uh, thrown it down, the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it up by the tail. I don't know about you, but I don't play with snakes. I don't play, <laughs> I don't play with stuff like that. The thing that I throw down, the thing that I see is difficult, the thing that I, I say, said is dangerous, and I'm fearful of, God tells me to pick it back up. Wow. Pick it up by the tail. Now, I'm going to say this. I know this about snakes. If you can't, you should not, I'm going to say that, not that you can't, you should not pick the snake up by the tail, unless God tell you to. You should not pick up a snake. Matter of fact, if you're supposed to pick up a snake, you're supposed to catch it by the head. Right? You're supposed to grab it and hold on to it. It doesn't whip back around and bite you. I think part of the reason why God is saying this is to pick it up by the tail is because a lot of times when we try to pick stuff up by the head, we still think we're in control. And that God wants to say, no, let me be in control of this. Let me be the one to actually allow this stuff to happen in your life, but in the sense of that I am the author and the finisher of your faith. Stop trying to control your life. I got you. I'm more powerful than the snake. It's not the thing that you've been through is the issue. It's that the thing that you've been through is going to be your catalyst to something else. That God is trying to actually transform the thing that you've been holding on to and transform it into the thing that God It's crazy. God wants to use those things in your life. I want to tell you, God wants to not only just transform it, he wants to change it, change his nature, change his character, change everything about it. Because guess what? He has an assignment. He has an assignment for you. He has an assignment for me. And the thing is, the assignment is not about you. All the things that you've been through, all the things that you've been holding on to, God wants to transform the things that you've been through to actually use it. What if the call is in the brokenness? What if the call is in the, the places of pain? I know that sounds crazy. You'll be like, man, I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with the fact that I've been uh, mistreated or abused. But what if I tell you that it's time for you to pick it up by the tail because you've been trying to pick it up by the head? Listen what happens. People have been trying to sum you up by your past because uh, you keep holding on to it and people see it. But look at how the scripture says this, and I'm going to finish with this. It says, reach out your hand, pick it up by the tail. So Moses reached out 
took a hold of the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, says the Lord, is so that, you, that, so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Japheth has appeared to you. Here's how you know it's different. If you go down to verse 19, I believe it is. Yeah, verse 19. And listen to this. It says, Now the Lord has said to Moses, took his wife and son, put them on a donkey, and started back to Egypt. And now listen what it says. And he took the staff of God in his hand. Now it's the staff of God. The staff that was his staff, that was for shepherding, that was for all the things that he'd been linked. Now it's called God's staff. God's going to use the very staff, the very thing that's been in your life. And you could say, man, I didn't know he was going to use this. I didn't know he was going to use my divorce. I didn't know he was going to use my my fear. I didn't know he was going to use my shame. I didn't know he was going to use my guilt. I didn't know he was going to use all those things in my life that I've been clinging to and holding on to. He's going to use my bad decisions. I didn't know he was going to use my depression. I didn't know he was going to use my stress and my frustrations and my regrets. God wants to use all that and turn it into God's staff. I want to tell you, you got something. But until you let it go and throw it on the ground and give it to God, it can't transform into the rod of God. It can't become that until you let it go. You've been holding on too long. I want to tell you, the thief wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But I want to tell you, sometimes the enemy is in a me. Sometimes the enemy has been me because I've been holding on too long. Ladies and gentlemen, men and women of God, it's 12.02. We've been on here for an hour. I want to tell you, you got something. Don't be fearful. Don't be, don't, take your shame. Let, let God turn your uh, beauty from your ashes. Let God turn that thing around. He wants to use that. I want to continue to encourage you that you've got something beautiful. Listen, I want to play this. Uh, I want to take on, um, excuse me, some prayer requests. If anybody would uh, want to share any pieces uh, of their prayer time, I've been writing all this down every week and uh, been praying for you guys, and hopefully we are praying for each other through this time. But um, you can unmute yourself if you have any prayer requests this week. Is that it? That it? All right. Well, um, thank you guys for being on. Uh, we're going to do uh, a prayer right now, and then we'll have a closing song. You can stay on if you like to hear it. Um, so here, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for where we know and because of uh, 
your purpose in we know we are called. We have a vocation. You've called us. You might even call this because of how you already wired us. I really believe that. Father, use the staff that we have in our hand as we throw it down and pick it up again. Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name for I pray for, for brothers and sisters who are dealing with um, those anxious moments. Young, young men and women, particularly our students feeling overwhelmed, but particularly our teachers who are feeling overwhelmed, particularly our uh, staff around education. I believe they're overwhelmed with what's going on. So God, I, I lift them up right now. I lift up uh, our local leaders in District 10, our local leaders in Bayview, if you will, uh, our local leaders in Mission, because this COVID virus has hurt probably 70% of black and brown people in our country. And Father, it's been a difficult thing because of pre-existing conditions that we've had because of environmental injustice that has happened we now pre-existing uh, conditions, that there's overwhelming asthma, there's overwhelmingness, just having uh, high blood pressure and all the other things that come from just the environment alone, not just passed down from our generation, but from the environment alone. God, we pray for those men and women who are suffering in pain right now because of this, that can't visit loved ones in hospitals, that can't have a, a funeral in which they would really want to have, who can't get married right now. All the things that people had in the, the class of 2020 who uh, had an ex expectation of graduating. Father, yeah, I would pray for those, uh, as my auntie was saying, who can't visit loved ones in convalescent homes, mm -hmm. who can't visit their loved ones. So, Father, all I could say is like men and women of Lord, old, Lord have mercy. Father, I ask that you would meet them. Let them know that they are loved and wanted. That we're not uh, trying not to be there, but because we want them to remain healthy, we're trying to stay away. Pray for a Wendy's supervisor as uh, they're feeling overwhelmed as well. But I pray for us as a people. Father, I love the picture on Zoom with black, brown, people that is both Asian and it's Spanish and it's white and it's black, it's Filipino, it's, it's all of us. And so Father, I'm glad that we could see each other and be seen by each other. So today, God, we pray that you would continue to encourage us, 
and help us as we leave out of this place that as sanctions begin to loosen up, I pray that we would all be safe. Mm -hmm. Father, I still believe that you are Jehovah Rapha, mm -hmm. that you are the God that heals. So Father, I ask that you, you would heal us, both emotionally and spiritually. We thank you now, in Jesus' name, amen. So thank you everyone for coming out and like coming out because <laughs> we've been to service. So thank you for coming out <laughs> to the service. <laughs> and we want to close with the song by Fred Hammond, Blessed. So just know that you are blessed. And I pray that you have a blessed week and also start off your week knowing that from the message and everything that we heard today, first of all, be still and know that he is God. Do not allow fear to grip you and keep you in bondage. So be still and know that he is God and that he is in control. Second, I want you to know, boy, you got something. So when the devil try to block you, stop you, confuse you, look him dead in the face and say, get back, hold on, because I got something. Be still. Know that he is God. And know that you got something. <laughs> and the last thing I want to leave you with, once you know you got something, See it through. See it through. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or even think according to the power. See it through. Have a blessed week. God bless you. And see you next week.